All right. Amen. Will you please take your Bibles and open them with me this morning to James chapter 4. We are pausing our series in Mark for today, but we will return to it next week. This morning is going to be a little different. We live in uncertain times and have actually been living in uncertain times for quite a while now, haven't we? But really, all of life is uncertain, always changing, always unpredictable. And I want to take this opportunity this morning to share what is hopefully a message an encouraging word about living through the uncertainty of life in a way that pleases God. So let's read in James 4, beginning at verse number 13. This is James, the brother of our Lord. He writes, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Lord, we ask your blessing upon the reading of your sacred word this morning. Lord, we require your spirit for illumination, for comfort, for strength, for grace. Now take this passage and use it, apply it to our lives, to our hearts, so that we may leave here knowing how to approach the days ahead. We ask this in your Son's name and for His everlasting glory. Amen. Have you ever had something important in your life turn out very differently than you had planned? We can all shake our head and say amen to that. Maybe it was a career move. Maybe it was a major financial investment or even a relationship. A marriage, perhaps. That, to use a common expression of our day, didn't work out like you thought it would. You made your careful plans, but reality ended up being a lot different. No one moves 3,000 miles across country to their dream job and expects that within six months they will be looking for another job, do they? No one goes into a marriage expecting to be divorced in five years. But sometimes that's the way life just happens, isn't it? 
And when things don't work out like we expect, we run the gauntlet of emotion. (laughs) Disappointment, confusion, hurt, frustration, anger, perhaps even anger at God. You see, in our fallenness, we are prone to believe that we are decisive in determining our own course in life. That we are in control. And so when the curveballs come, and friends, they always will. When they come, our hearts are not prepared to walk through the challenges and stresses of life's unpredictable seasons. And brothers and sisters, my message to you this morning is that we are not decisively in control. God is. And this passage from James 4 gives us three very clear principles that will help us live through the unpredictability of life in a way that pleases God. So let's look at them together for the next few minutes. And the first is that the future is uncertain, so do not presume upon it. The future is uncertain, so do not presume upon it. In the broader context of his letter, James is addressing some of the problems in the lives of the believers he is writing to. And in verse 13, he singles out a particular group, the merchants, those who are, we might call them businessmen. And he rebukes them for wrongly presuming upon the future. Verse 13 says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, We will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Notice the extent of their presumption. It is comprehensive. Today or tomorrow is when they plan to go. To such and such a town is where they plan to go. We will spend a year Year there is how long they plan to stay and trade and make a profit is what they plan to do. They've got it all planned out. It's all figured out in their minds. But James says they fail to account for two things. Number one, the uncertainty of the future. Look at verse number 14. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. Proverbs 27, 1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. James knows this verse. And by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he is writing it to these people. Secondly, they have failed to account for the frailty of life. The frailty of life. He says, what is your life? For you are a mist that appears 
for a little time and then vanishes. You're here and then you're not here. And James is essentially telling us, to use a modern illustration, that life is, is like a roller coaster. You ever said that? It's full of unpredictable turns, ups and downs, and then it's just over. So don't presume that it will go according to our plans. But James is not against planning, is he? He is against presumption. And he shows us how to avoid such presumption in the next verse, verse 15. He says, instead, you ought to say, this is what you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. And so then the second principle that we see here is that we must trust in the providence of God, not in our plans. So we trust in providence, not in plans. You see, we presume upon the future when we fail to acknowledge the supremacy of God's plans over our plans. And God unfolds His plan for our lives, how? Through His providence. Simply put, providence in this particular context is the day-to-day intervention of God through ordinary and sometimes extraordinary circumstances and situations that He uses to guide the direction of our lives. Providence, friends, is the rejection letter you get from one college that makes you go to another college where you meet your spouse with whom you will raise a family. Providence is the flat tire that you got angry about, but later you've discovered that kept you off the road on a foggy morning during a 20-car pileup on your way to work. But providence is also that which brought the fog that resulted in the pileup. You see, friends, providence is sometimes dark, and mysterious. What changes one life for good ends another. The unbeliever might call this chance. He might call it luck or the cold hand of fate. But that is not providence. Because God is not arbitrary in what He has determined to permit and to bring into our lives both good and bad. You see, we live in a culture right now, in a Christian culture in particular in the church in America today, that doesn't believe that God would ever bring anything unpleasant into our lives, but that is, that is not the God of the Bible. Read your Bible. God brings 
bad things into our lives all the time. But his plan has purpose. Romans 8.28, we know the verse. It is the great promise of that truth. We know, Paul says, that God causes all things. There's nothing that escapes His vision. He causes all things to work together for what? For good. How He defines good. To those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Friends, that is not just a coffee cup verse. That is life. Likewise, Ephesians 1.11 says that God works all things after the counsel of His will. To the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of His glory. So providence then is the outworking of a divine plan that has two great ends. The glory of God and the good of His people. And so when things don't work out in your life today, tomorrow, over the next 10 years, you can anchor yourself as a believer, one who is called according to the purpose of God. You can anchor yourself to this truth that God is working them out for your everlasting good and His eternal glory. That ought to turn us everyone into Pentecostals this morning. But we're looking awful frozen chosen. And so we trust then, not in our plans, but we trust in providence. And the way that we do that is by saying, with verse 15, if the Lord wills, we will live. You see that? We take life for granted, don't we? James says, no, if the Lord wills, We will live and do this or that or go here to such and such town and stay there for this many years and do this or that while we're there. No, James says, if the Lord wills, we will, number one, live and then do this or that. John Piper, commenting on this verse, he writes this. He says, Our willing and our doing are not decisive in ordinary living. God is. This is pervasive providence. Pervasive providence. The same God who clothes the grass and watches after the birds 
He cares about what you're going to do at 6.13 in the morning. He is watching over that. And so if the Lord wills, you will see your clock hit 6.13. And you will get up and go about your day and you will do this or that. If He wills. Listen to the wisdom of the book of Proverbs that affirms this truth. Let me give you three verses. Proverbs 16.1 The plans of the heart belong to man. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Proverbs 16.9 The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Proverbs 19.21 Many are the plans of In the mind of a man. (laughs) But it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So dear friends, we've been through a couple of years of this thing called COVID. And all that it's fallout. And whatever else you've been through over the past two years, two months, two days, or two decades, your life may not be where you planned it to be this morning. But it is exactly where God planned it to be. This is the only way to live. And if we do not acknowledge the providence of God over our lives, then James says in verse 16 that we are arrogant and evil. He says, as it is, you boast in your arrogance. You talk about all these things you're going to do. And all these places you're going to go and how long you're going to spend there and what you're going to do when you get there. James says, all such boasting is evil. You see, friends, presumption disregards providence and demonstrates pride. And James is calling us to humility, to admit that we do not have decisive control over our lives. I mean, we're not robots either. Let's not make the other error. We do not have decisive control over our lives. God does. So dear friends, trust God with your todays, your tomorrows. Trust Him with your future. Trust Him with your present. Trust Him with your spouse, your future spouse. Trust Him with your children. Trust Him with your health, your heart, your lungs, your liver, your kidneys, your eyesight. Trust Him with your finances. Trust Him with your very life. Live as James teaches us to live, 
and so say, if the Lord wills. If the Lord wills. But you know what? It's not enough to just say it, is it? We can't just, we can say anything. We have to apply it to life. And this is a truth that must be applied. And so the last principle that James gives us here in this text is to just do what you know is right. Look at verse 17. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. How do we live through the unpredictability of life? When God interrupts our plans, He shuts one door and makes us wait for Him to open another. You know what I'm talking about. You've been there. What do we do? We just do what we know to do. Very simply, we obey. We obey His will revealed in His Word. We don't seek psychics or mediums or prophets. We look to the written, inspired, inerrant, authoritative, and sufficient Word of God, and we follow what we see there. We obey When the world is falling apart around you, the roller coaster of life is stuck, hanging you upside down, and nothing is turning out the way you expected it, just do the next right thing. Keep reading your Bible, keep praying, keep going. To church, keep going to work and to school. Do your homework, clean your room. Do what you know to do because if you don't, friends, that is, James says, it is disobedience, it is sin. And so, friends, are you at a place in life this morning? where things aren't quite working out the way you thought they would. Maybe you've been there for a while and you have no clue what is next. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He is the author, the finisher of our faith. Keep your eyes on Him and just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. Trust in the faithfulness of God. Psalm, 23, Psalm 27, 13 says this, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. You ever felt like that? I would have despaired unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. 
Friends, do not despair this morning. You will see the goodness of God again. If you have presumed upon the certainty of the future, repent and find forgiveness in Jesus. If you have lived in self-sufficient pride, repent and find forgiveness in Jesus. If you have neglected to be obedient in times of uncertainty, such as the past two years plus or the past 2,000 years plus. You see, all of life is like this. If we have not been obedient, repent and find forgiveness in Jesus. Go to Him whose sinless shoulders bore our sins, our uncertainties, our struggles, our unbelief in the face of uncertainty. Go to Him who bore it for us and surrender all of your todays, your tomorrows. Surrender, most importantly, your eternity to Him. Let's pray.